Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and we are here to answer your questions about sex, about relationships, about sexual health, about anything that you're too afraid to talk to about with any of your friends or parents or teachers or colleagues or partners or anybody else. We're here to do it for you. And we love to do it. We've had a really great time over the last six years answering your questions. And there's always more <gasps> questions coming in. It's been six years. Happy Is six it years. our anniversary? It's our anniversary. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Happy anniversary. Happy next anniversary. Yay. <laughs> but no, it's been a real, it's been a lot of fun answering your questions. And um, and today is no different. Um, we have some great questions. And if you have any questions, email us. We're the sex rap. That's rap with a W at gmail.com. We'll eventually get to your question. It might not be, you know, for another 10, 15 years. Um, but <laughs> uh, like, we love to hear from you. We love interacting with you. You can also send us DMs on Instagram. Um, we're there every day. All right. So Questions. We have a question for today. What's our question? Our question for today is coming from somebody who does not want to have children and they want to know what are all the options for making sure they don't have a child? Wow. All right. So this question uh, is, is, is a big one, right? Because this is one of those things in society where most people are expected to have kids, but when they really think about it, a lot of people aren't sure if they want to have kids. So today's conversation is not, I'm not sure I want to have kids. It is, I've thought about it. It's been a long time. I still don't want kids. I kept thinking about it. I absolutely do not want to have kids. Or it could be, you know, like I have a genetic issue or I have some health problem and I don't want to pass it on. Like, right, if, like So a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today is for people who are in that category like, hell no no kids, not for me, not ever. And it's been that way for as long as I can remember. And I have a rationale to do it. But I think before we get to that part, I think there's some <laughs> other things we haven't really discussed very much on the show um, that can help people who really don't want to have kids. So um, we have uh, LARCs or long acting reversibles, um, contraceptives, and their job is to get put in And then you don't have to think about it for three to 12 years, depending on what kind that you get. Um, So if you're in that like middle category where you're like, I'm not really sure, or I don't want kids in the next three, five, 10 years, um, this is for you, right? So they're called LARCs. Um, They're widely available. Uh, They can be pretty expensive. They range from about zero to $1,300 to have installed. And these these would be placed in people's bodies who have vaginas. So these would be in uh, people that are would be carrying a child. Right. So if you're a trans man or if you're a cis woman, uh, these options are for you. We're going to get to one of the few options for uh, cis men, trans women a little bit later today. Um, right. So these long acting reversible contraceptives can essentially meet, give you freedom from having a kid for a very long time. They're all 99% plus effective at preventing pregnancy as well. Um, and I think that we should talk a little bit about uh, the, the next plan on or the little insertable first. So next plan on is the, the name of the actual brand. Um, 
It looks like a little matchstick to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really small. It's just about four centimeters long, um, just a little bit larger than a quarter. So it's fairly small and it's implanted under the skin on your upper arm, usually kind of um, up near the shoulder area. You can't see it at all. um, And the entire procedure just takes a few minutes. They put a little bit of numbing cream on your skin. They make a very tiny incision. They slide in the Nixplanon, the little rod. Um, and then they put a bandaid on it and you're done. And so one of the things that Andrew said was that these long acting contraceptives are very effective. And the reason they're so effective is that there is no mistake that you can make with it, right? So if you're thinking about condoms or thinking about the pill, like you can forget to take the pill or you can forget to put the condom on soon enough, right? We always talk about all of these different user errors, but with something like this, you get it inserted professionally and then it's in your arm and you, you can't mess that up. (laughs) So that's why it has such great effectiveness. And they last a long time too, right? So if you were a freshman in college, you could get Nixplanin put in and you don't have to think about it until your senior year. It gives you three years of really high security. And it doesn't matter what behaviors you're engaging in. If you drank a little bit too much, if you forgot to take your pill, if you couldn't afford your pill, right? Like it covers all of the bases. And I said they do could cost between zero and $1,300, the various ones that we're going to talk about today. The good news is the Affordable Care Act means that your insurance is supposed to cover them and their insertion 100%. So if you have any health insurance at all, it should cover them for you, right? So we've been talking about Nexplanon. It's a little matchstick that you get inserted into your upper arm. It has a very low dose of hormones that gets slowly released over a period of three to four years. And during that time period, 99% plus percent chance you will not have a kid. It's great. Yeah, so easy. If you're not interested in hormones, though, right? We, we talked about IUDs a few episodes ago, but we're going to talk about them a little bit more today. Um, so the second long-acting reversible contraceptive is, a, is an IUD, which is an intrauterine device, which means it's a little item that sits inside of the uterus and prevents pregnancy through a couple different mechanisms, depending on the kind or style that it is. Um, and there's a lot of people who are kind of nervous about IUDs. There's a lot of myths out there about how painful they can be or all of the, the trauma that happens. Um, and certainly there are instances where they can be quite painful during insertion, but uh, When we look at the internet, most of the time we only hear the horror stories. We're not seeing the millions of women who have them who are happily not pregnant, right? But (laughs) if you are really concerned about pain, you should talk to your provider about it. Uh, They can prescribe you, you know, a couple times. Not even prescribe you. You just take a couple Tylenol or ibuprofen before insertion and it really helps. Um, There's also general anesthetic if there's a really big issue. But let's talk about some of the different kinds of IUD. So IUDs also are really small, also just around the size of a quarter, so or slightly bigger than a quarter. So these are really small devices that um, they're inserting. So you're really not going to notice it inside of you. Most people never notice their IUDs inside of them. And so um, we can talk about ones that have hormones and ones that don't have hormones. So an example of one with hormones is Mirena. And so Mirena is um, a plastic device that's inserted and it has um, progesterone, which is, um, again, going to be released really slowly over time. So that one will last up to about seven years. 
So that's going to be a really small dose of hormones that's just constantly being released. And if you get Mirena, you are likely to have no periods at all over that seven-year period as well. So if you get Kylina or Marina, Mirena, if you get any of the ones that have hormones in them, the hormone in them for most women prevents all periods. So not only will you not get pregnant for seven years, you won't have to deal with a period for seven years, right? So most of them will stop periods in most women. Now, some women get them and they still have lighter periods as well. Not that I don't want to, I don't want to suggest that periods are bad or a problem. Uh, A lot of, a lot of people really enjoy getting their periods for a lot of reasons. So if If you're someone, though, that might have um, some more negative symptoms associated with your period, um, that could also be a great option for you. Yeah, I mean, we love the period here at the Sex Wrap, but we know a lot of women aren't interested in having one every month. Uh, So if you are one of those women who doesn't want to have one every month, you can get any of these little hormonally impregnated uh, IUDs. You can get impregnated with an IUD (laughs) so that you're not impregnated with a child. (laughs) Um, I think Skyla is the other one that's uh, available now. And Skyla only lasts a few years, but it's a lot smaller um, and potentially less painful during insertion. Now, whenever people get really upset about pain during insertion, I have this thing to tell you called pregnancy and birth. I can guarantee you the discomfort that women face during pregnancy and birth is much worse than the insertion of any of these IUDs. And you can go listen. We have an episode with our friend Ashley a couple, I don't know, six months ago, where she was honest about her pregnancy experience. She was very pregnant when she did the episode, and she was having a not great day. Um, (laughs) The media has sold you a lie if you think pregnancy is this wonderful, beautiful, glowing process. It is a grueling process where something is growing inside of you. So... And and it's also beautiful for a lot of people. (laughs) But um, yeah, so the amount of pain when getting an IUD inserted um, is is still can be, yes, painful, but also it is. I would say a small price to pay for the peace of mind also that comes with the length of time that you are covered by receiving an IUD. Right. So it's usually, you know, some, it it can be significant pain, but there can be some pain during insertion. And then usually there's cramps for a day or two afterwards. And then there's usually heavier periods for the next few periods after. But after that, your body gets everything together. It gets used to it. You might not have any periods anymore. Um, We should talk about the other one as well, right? There are some people who aren't interested in hormones. They don't want hormones in their body. They don't want external hormones in, um, which means that you don't want Nexplanin, right? You don't want the insertable one. Uh, It also means you don't want any of like the Mirena, the Skyla, the Kylina, right? But there is one called Paragard that's available in the United States. In other countries, there's other names for it, but it's a copper IUD. Um, And it looks like a little T, and it's inserted into the uterus the same way the other ones are, and it just uses copper uh, to the same overall effect, except with the copper IUD, most of the time, it will not totally get rid of periods. Um, So if you love your period, but you don't want to have a baby, but you don't want to have to think about it, you can get Paragard. So all and Paragard actually last um, even longer, last up to twelve years, and so all of these long-lasting, long-lasting um, reversible contraceptives that we've been talking about are reversible. That's one of the um, 
key parts of these, uh, all of these interventions, right? So that means that they're easily reversible. You can just go in and have them removed. So if you get an IUD or if you get um, the next plan on put into your arm and then you decide a couple years later that you do want to have a child and you want to start trying to have a baby, then you can go have them removed and you then would be able to conceive um, probably in the next month. It's a very quick returning back to your normal levels of fertility. So all of these are great options for your, sure, you don't want to have a kid for now, but also um, you can change your mind, even if even if you are pretty sure that you're sure for the next 5, 7, 12 years, whichever uh, contraceptive you're, that you're picking. But then if you change your mind during that time, you can have them removed. And with most of them, it's recommended that you wait one cycle before you try to get pregnant. Um, you can re- get pregnant immediately thereafter, but they usually say, you know, give your body one cycle just without anything inside to make sure that everything's working before you start trying for pregnancy as well. Yeah. So these are great. Like even if you're 95% sure, even if it's 99% sure, even if it's, you know, once in a while you see a baby and you're like, oh, I can imagine myself with one of those. Like these are great, a great way to protect yourself, to not have to think about it, to not have to take pills, to not have to buy condoms, to not have to do anything at all. You get it inserted and you don't have to think. Sounds pretty great, like a perfect way to prevent a baby for a very long time. Um, None of them prevent any of the STDs that we've talked about or STIs over the last six years with all of you. So um, (laughs) if you want to prevent those, listen to our last episode about condoms, because condoms are your best way to prevent a lot of those STDs, STIs. All right. But we need to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some more permanent options. Thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome back to The Sex Wrap. Today, we're talking about how to not have babies and not have babies for years and years or not have babies ever. (laughs) All right. Um, so beginning of the episode, we were talking about um, implants. We talked about Nexplanin, which is the one that's most widely available in the United States. We talked about a bunch of different kinds of IUDs. You can get some with hormones. You can get some without hormones. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of the more permanent procedures, right? So if you are the person who says, I 100% know I don't want to have a baby. I have no doubts. I have never had doubts. It's not something I want. It's not something I'm willing to do. I don't want to pass on my genes for these reasons. Whatever it is, we have some solutions. Right now, in the United States uh, and in many other countries, it is difficult for young people to get them because the world assumes that everyone wants to have kids or you're going to change your mind and that you're going to want to have kids. Um, So you might have to work for it and fight a little bit for it today. But today we're going to be talking about tubal ligations and vasectomies. Which do you want to talk about first, Spring? I mean... They're pretty similar. I think we could almost talk about them together, can't we? Pretty much we can. All right. Well, let's go (laughs) vasectomy. We were just talking about some things for people who are assigned female at birth. Let's talk about something for people who are assigned male at birth. Right. So if you don't want to have a kid or if you've already had a couple kids and you don't want another one or you can't afford one or whatever the reason is, um, there's a procedure called a vasectomy. It is a quick outpatient procedure where you go to a doctor in a doctor's office. They cut a small snip into the side of the testes. They find your vasectomy. The vasectomy is just a little, or, sorry, your vas deferens. Vas deferens is just a little tube that connects the testy area to the penis area. Um, and they snip it, tie it, burn it. And when that happens, it prevents any sperm from getting from the testes 
out. Um, it's not immediate. It doesn't work immediately. Uh, you have to go. And after you have a vasectomy, you have to go back, you know, in a month or two months and get tested to make sure that you're firing duds. Um, but when you get a vasectomy, once it's been successful, it is 99.999% effective at preventing pregnancy. Um, so, I mean, it, it's easy. The recovery time is really quick. Usually you just buy a couple bags of frozen peas and sit on them because there might be a little bit of swelling inside of the scrotum. But it is a really quick, really easy surgery. And then you don't have to think about it for the rest of your life, having kids. And so what Andrew said was um, you want to get tested to make sure he said firing duds. So what that means is um, when you ejaculate, when you orgasm, we know that there is a few different things that are being ejaculated, right? There's semen and then there is um, the sperm in the semen, right? So you are still going to be ejaculating. And so you'll be ejaculating the other contents, but not actually any sperm in there, right? So that's what they want to test to make sure that no sperm are making it through there somehow. Right. They can spontaneously heal at the beginning as well. Um, so just making sure no sperm get out. Um, yeah, and they're really like they're very effective. They're non-painful. Now, some men are really concerned. They think that if they get a vasectomy, their total semen volume, their cum shot, will be much smaller. Um, the total amount of semen that's actual sperm is only a few percent. So you won't even be able to tell that there's less. And the part that there's not that you've left out is the part that you don't want to be going into other people anyway. So <laughs> great way, permanent, long-term solution. Um, now, there are some men who do choose to have vasectomies reversed, right? So we're calling it permanent, but there are some surgeries that you can get when you have a vasectomy to try to undo it. Um, and they are not always 100% effective, right? So there are some men who try to reverse their vasectomies, and they still... Um, are unable to get somebody else pregnant, they still don't release sperm. Um, but the studies I was looking at really vary wildly. Um, some studies say 30% of men, some studies say 90% of men. So somewhere inside of that range of men, if you you know got a vasectomy and then you know down the road, you changed your mind, you can try to get it reversed. It's not guaranteed 100%, but it's, we should call it semi-reversible, semi-reversible. Right. So we call the, we call vasectomies and um, tubal ligations permanent um, because we are not positive that they can be reversed. Sometimes they can be reversed and sometimes they can't. So we call these permanent forms of birth control. Right. So you get it done, you're done. Yeah. All right. So uh, anything else we should talk about with vasectomies? Recovery time is really quick. No real long-term issues. No real issues at all with them. Quick doctor's office. It's essentially a Band-Aid on the scrotum and you send you on your way. Um, a way where you don't have to worry about having kids ever again. Like that's just a nice place. If you're like, I don't want to have kids. Um, I'm not in a relationship where that's really a thing I have to think about anyway, but if I was in a heterosexually oriented relationship, it would br bring me a lot of peace of mind knowing that, you know, no matter how much fun I'm having and what kind of situation I'm having, I'm not going to bring any kids into this world, right? So for me, it would be an ideal situation if I was in a relationship with somebody who would bear children. Anyway, all right, let's talk about the other side. Um, so the other side is called tubal ligation, and there's actually a lot of other uh, things that can be done here. But tubal ligation is a laparoscopic surgery most of the time, which means that a little uh, 
slit is cut into the abdomen of a woman around her belly or belly button. Um, and they insert in some instruments and they snip and burn the fallopian tubes. So it's a very similar process, actually, to what's happening in the vasectomy. It's just a little bit of cutting and making sure that um, things are not getting through these tubes anymore. Yep. So you snip it, and then it's usually tied and burned, cauterized. You don't feel any of it, don't worry. Uh, And then you're on your way. This is another outpatient surgery. It's a little bit more intensive than the vasectomy. Typically, you go to an outpatient surgery center um, or a doctor's office that has operating rooms. Um, You typically go under light anesthesia for this. So you, you know, get knocked out for it. Um, And then you have a recovery of, you know, a few days to a few weeks where you're told to be a little bit more gentle as everything heals up inside. Yeah. Um, If, if we look at tubal ligations, they are reversible, but they are not as reversible as vasectomies. And it's a much more complicated surgery where they're going to have to open up the abdomen. Um, so it's it's pretty significant. Um, the spring, what percentage of women afterwards can get pregnant naturally? It said about um, of those who had had a tubal ligation and had it reversed, about 50% of those women would be able to conceive. So again, we're not looking at um, a really... Uh, really reversible, right? We're going to call this a permanent form of birth control also. Yeah. Um, and there are other things that can happen too. There, uh, In many cases, if someone really doesn't want to have kids, uh, they'll do something called a, a sapingectomy, uh, salpingectomy. Uh, and that's where you just remove the fallopian tubes altogether. So there's no way for the egg to get from the ovary to the uterus, right? Uh, so there's a lot of things that are available to prevent pregnancy. Um, but these more permanent ways, if you're thinking about getting them, uh, you have to say to yourself, like, do I ever envision myself with a kid? Do I ever want to have a kid in my life? Am I interested in spreading my genes? Whatever it is. Um, and if it's a firm no to that for a long time, then you're going to have to find a provider. Um, but in the United States, there are lots of instances where providers will outright deny somebody access to a tubal ligation or a vasectomy. Which is why the long-acting reversible contraceptives, the LARCs, the first ones that we are talking about, um, can be a better option depending on where you live. You might not be able to get one of these surgical options that we talked about. So the LARCs would be an option that um, most people should be able to access in the United States at least. Right. And if you have insurance, it's supposed to cover the entire cost. Uh, thanks to the Affordable Care Act. Yay! Healthcare. <laughs> All right. So if you don't want to have kids, if you don't want to have kids ever, or if you don't want to have kids for 3, 5, 10, 12 years, there are a bunch of options that are available for you. Um, And the rates for the use for all of these are slowly ticking up in the United States. If we go back not too long, almost nobody had an IUD. And now 10% of women have them. And that number continues to go up because the vast majority of women who get an IUD like it and they're happy with it. They're happy that they don't have to think about it. And they're happy that it's really a successful way for them to take control over having a kid. Um, Similarly, the vast, vast, vast majority of people who get vasectomies and tubal ligations are really happy with those decisions. Um, So if you're one of those people who've said, you know, your whole life that you don't see yourself with a kid, if you're in your 
teens and then 20s and 30s and you still don't want to have a kid, there are things out there for you so you can get one thing done and then not worry about it for the rest of your life. Sounds great. How many other times in our life can we have like one thing done and then not worry about it the rest of our life? Uh, never. Never. <laughs> I have a lot of worries um, about the world right now. And uh, maybe like the world needs a vasectomy. The world needs a vasectomy. Here at the Sex Crap. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else that you want to say about uh, the topic, Spring? Um, yeah. I mean, all of these things you should definitely um, talk to your provider about. Um, and you know, if you're really having trouble thinking about them, definitely have conversations with um, people that you trust uh, to help you make decisions about which one might be the best one for you. Um, and I think that all of these things um, are really worth having a lot of discussions about. Um, so please talk to people that you trust, talk to your providers, and talk through the different options and see which one might be the right one for you. And that's what we've been talking about all month, right? There are a lot of options out there for everybody. Um, and each one of the options has pros, each one of the options has cons. So it's really like, I would say make a little pro-con list. I'm a list kind of person. Like, what's good for me? What's good for my relationship now? And then what's good for me 5, 10, 12 years down the road. I think we're at the end of our episode. So if you have any questions about this, any follow-up questions or any other questions about sex, sexual health, relationships, we'd love to chat with you. Uh, you can email us your questions. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. That's wrap with a W. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Sex Wrap, or you can call us at 413-I-RAPIT. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just two of music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. <laughs>